Hi guys, and welcome to another edition of Talking Finance with Dan.、Uh, today's special guest is Aaron Milburn,、uh, the uh, well, my, my former boss from another life, and、uh, now doing great things with Pepper Money.、Uh, Aaron, how are you, mate? Good. Thank you for having me today. It's great to be with you again. <laughs> But it's it's also awesome to chat to you again as well,、um, and also because today, as we record,、uh, Victoria is finally back to normal, sort well, sort of.、Um, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to、uh, later on when we, you know you can come back down to Victoria and、we'll, we can have a beer.、Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely.、Uh, now, anyway,、um, just for the usual conversations that I have is I love to introduce you to the wider finance and coffee community as well as my other listeners outside of finance.、Mm-hmm. Um, So you know, with, with most things, we're trying to find out, you know, who is Aaron? You know, where did Aaron come from, and and how did Aaron get himself into, you know, the crazy world of finance, basically?、Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I I always remember you know our little conversations we had when I worked with you, and, and you told me how you know you, you were you started out in the UK,、um, and, and that story is always is always on my mind, and it's just you know amazing to see we we. You sort of started out and where you are now. So,、um, if you don't mind, can, can we take it right back to the beginning and、uh, yeah. go? You know what? Because because you're a Kiwi. I am a proud Kiwi. Yep, I sure am. You're like <laughs> number one fan. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So so、um, what what made you you know decide to you know, you know skip Kiwi land to to go to the UK basically? Yeah, I think well in New Zealand because we're so far away from everything. Um, we have a term in New Zealand called an OE, and, and what effectively that is is an overseas experience. And so we are taught from a, you know, a fairly young age that that that's you know what you will do when you're seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. You know, you'll you'll、um, go overseas and experience Europe and the world and, and travel around. And then, you know, the plan is to come back to New Zealand. And I just I just never ended, <laughs> I thought it didn't get home. I sort of stopped on. I stopped on. I nearly got home, but I stopped、uh, three hours、uh, short in Sydney. But、um, you know,、yeah. it, you know, taking it right back, I went to the UK in 1999, and the reason I did is both my parents were born in the UK. They're from a place called Coventry in the Midlands,、uh-huh. and、um, I had aunties there, and so I thought, well, that's a really great place to start because it'll be cheap. I won't pay any accommodation. I had a, <laughs>、yes. I had a cousin over there,、yeah. and I thought, you know, she'd be able to introduce me to people, and so I, I went over there, and I had. I had four hundred pound in one suitcase. That's what I turned up in London with, and um, and uh, the、oh, only、bad. the only reason I got into finance, if you you know, the, the honest truth of it is, is I lived in this town called Hinkley in Leicestershire, and um,、hmm. I put my car, my ATM card, in the machine, and it swallowed it, and it was my only source of funds. Like I couldn't access any <laughs> other funds, and、yep. so I thought, crikey! So I gave them my CV. And I got a、yeah. job there, primarily、yeah. to get my card back. But on the first week, they sent me for training in a place called Knightsbridge in London at this flash、yeah. hotel. And I thought, wow, crikey, I might as well stay and <laughs> you、yeah. know, great sandwiches and and did the training. And and I ended up staying there ever since. But you、yeah. know, the, the story you and I, I remember. You know, I've done every role and I did every role in the UK in the bank. I was a teller, but I remember they promoted me. They said, "Aaron, you're, you're going to be the banking hall manager." And I thought, "That、yeah. I've made it. Like there's、yeah. nothing better." It, yeah. it, in effect, what that was is we worked at this branch called Halifax in High Street, two one two High Street, Coventry, and the bus used to shoot past the branch, and all the cigarette butts and leaves used to come、yeah. in, and it was my job. To ensure that there was no leaves or cigarette butts in the banking hall, that was the management of the banking hall. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my、beginning. god. 
Yeah, well, mate, it's, it's like I said, I, I, I remember listening to that story and looking, you know, I suppose in awe, uh, yeah, a bit of a fanboy, I suppose you can call it, you know, um, the humble beginnings to, to where you were um, and where you are now. Um, so let, let's take a, another step back then because that was with H-Boss, was that correct? correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you, what made you sort of decide, hey, I might want to, you know, I've, I've done my time in the UK, the, the weather, although it was great in the UK, you, you, you know, you're looking for warmer weather somewhere. So what, brought you back what, to Australia, basically. Well, the catalyst for that was I spent uh, just shy of 10 years uh, in the United Kingdom and I ended up... Um, running big cohorts of branches uh you know south of london so brighton and hove right down the bottom of, of the uk and loved it loved my time there and you know you, you you really come across people in your career that make a huge impact on you and there was a guy called philip adams who um was the head of retail largely for halifax and he gave me my first opportunity over there and and you know he he allowed me to he just he took a chance on me and um he retired and so I felt that that was a bit of a moment where I needed to decide what I was going to do and, and at the time Halifax owned Bank West uh, in uh, Western Australia and we'd had a couple of people that had come out of Halifax to go over to Bank West, Ian Caulfield, etc. And I made contact with them and um, I secured a job uh, running the rural branches for Bank West uh, and so... Oh, I fly okay. out of London. You'll yeah. love this. I fly out of yeah. London on the first of October two thousand and eight, out yeah. of Heathrow. I land. I spend a week acclimatising to Perth, and uh, two days later, I'm in Kununurra, the, in the north of Western Australia, which yeah. is very, very, very different to London. But yeah. but that was a, such an awesome experience because what those branches taught me was the very meaning of customer service and it's always stayed with me if you get customer service wrong in a small country town you lose mm. your business and absolutely th- yeah there's, there's no half measures and so i'm just forever grateful for that role it was just a wonderful learning experience awesome mate awesome okay so so then obviously that on the retail side right so I, i've known you ever since uh from a third party banking side yeah um, or brokering so yeah. uh what what sort of you know I suppose uh, tickled your fancy and, get, and you thought I'll oh, give brokering uh, uh, the, uh, sorry the third party brokering side a go well so I was in Perth and I worked you know with Bank West and um, Mark I worked for a guy called Mark Reed and and he gave me the opportunity to be the state manager we'd enjoyed a lot of success with the branch rural branch network and, and he wanted to replicate some of that into the third party business and so he gave me the opportunity within a restructure to be the state manager for WA Bank West Broker and I genuinely Dan had zero idea what Broker did like it's, it's, I, I did I yep. knew I knew Broker Ryan with Smoker and that was about it and <laughs> my first did, yeah go on so I was gonna say did, did you deal with any brokers um, no. when you were in the branch I no. no I did <laughs> not and okay. so um, and so my first visit uh, was a visit that really did cement um, my love of this industry. My first visit was with a guy called Kevin Matthews. And mm. Kevin uh, was a founder uh, of AFG, you know, mm-hmm. Australia. So, yeah, 
like you don't know you who know. he is. I'm not <laughs> really sure. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying no. No, no, no. I mean, if you're a broker, you don't know who Kevin Matthews is. Uh, I think you're in the wrong. All oh, right, yes. Yeah. Well, anyway. I didn't know. I didn't really know who he was. Anyway, so I, yeah. I went into his office, and the first thing he said to me, he looked at me and he started laughing. He said, "Have you just come from school?" Because obviously, <laughs> I looked a, a, a tad young, and you know, yeah. f- what what he gave me, and you know, I'm sure he knows. I've told him before, but. You know, he he gave me, for whatever reason, every opportunity to learn. He (laughs) was so kind with his time. I think he just saw someone that was hungry to learn, really passionate, very wet behind the ears. And he just gave me every moment of his time to explain and, 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 and give me a history of the industry and how it started and why it started and why it was important. And he just gave me this wonderful grounding and then introduced me to some really, you know, key people, you know, Mike Russell, who he was, um, and probably still his friends with, you know, he introduced me to Mike. And at the time, Mike was the CEO of Mortgage Choice. And, you know, mm-hmm. Mike's been a wonderful uh, friend, uh, mentor, uh, and then, you know, turns into personal friends as this industry often does and was at my wedding. And, and just these these really um, learned people in our industry, you know, sort of taught me what the basics and the fundamentals of the industry. And then, you know, from there, that gave me such a great foundation to, to grow from. Wow, awesome. I, I that one, I, I didn't know that one. Um, okay, so, so you, I, I mean, I, I've known you in terms of that you were, I suppose you call it hit heads of um you know second tier lenders and so forth or, or in the prime space right mm. so now you're you you are with pepper money yeah um and um pepper money for most of the audience will um would be thinking that that's in the 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 alternative space right so how, how'd you find that experience like coming into from you know the normal i wouldn't say not sorry normal is probably the wrong word um but your 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 standard banking to what pepper does was that was it a bit of a shell shock or anything like that or um no so the journey to that was i'll give you a brief overview I, so i i looked after bank west broker for a period of time and then i moved to city to get to get some international bank experience where i had the pleasure mm. of working with yourself and then i got the opportunity to go and work um with a guy called clive kirkpatrick and clive was running st george broker at the time doing some really wonderful things and he mm. taught me such a lot about you know the marriage between you know the lender and the broker and there was a lot of us and them in major bank versus broker at the time and he just dispelled all of that he was like the bastion of togetherness for broker and lender and and i learned a lot from him and then i ended up going um within the group to look after the westpac business in new south wales and then ultimately they put them together and i looked after westpac and st george two different mm. brands which was quite the challenge if you're running two different brands in the, in the broker industry and yeah. so mm. um i learned a lot from that and then to be honest then i was walking down the street in the city in sydney yeah back from an appointment and i bumped into mario raheem and uh and uh, mario was um you know the md of mortgages at the time for for pepper and we just started chatting i've known mario for years he and i had a shared passion and new entrants and doing a lot of work with mm. new entrants into the industry and so we we just stopped and said you got time for a coffee we had a coffee and i, and I didn't t- know too much about pepper um and he just started to just explain to me what pepper was and what it did nothing about a role nothing about anything like that we were just talking about the brands and then we, we went our separate ways and, and that was that but I have a, a big passion outside of work and that's working with people 
um, with alcohol and drug issues that need a second chance in life. You know, that just want just want the op- opportunity to to get back on their feet and have a, have another crack and dust themselves down. And what, what I found, not all of Pepper's customers, but you know, there's a there's a cohort that are called specialist customers, and these are customers that quite simply. Um, have had a life event so whether they're one of their partners has had you know a cancerous illness or something like that where you know they were they never missed a beat for 10 years for the last 12 months that things have just gotten out of control you know bill wise or credit card wise and now they're back on track and they just want someone to help them clear down that that year's sort of chaos and, and get back on track and I thought wow what an amazing place where you can marry your love of helping people and working with people that, you know, I think everyone deserves a second chance and, and get, getting them on the back on the ladder um, and do that from a professional mm. point of view as well. And, and so, you know, when it just happened to be that Mario was then looking a few months later for someone and I applied and, and the rest is history. Okay, that's, um, okay, so Aaron, when you joined Pepper, obviously, from you know, from my knowledge outside, at the at the time was that you got uh, Pepper only did mortgages, but then since then, um, I think you've you've gone to commercial lending and then and then other things as well as and as well as setting up a business in New Zealand. Is that right? Yeah. So Pe- or Pepper um, started as a mortgage business and you know was built fairly much from the from the ground up by Mario and and, his, mm. and and the people that were here at the time, but really spearheaded by by himself. You know he. He has a real knack for, for watching market trends and then reacting to it. You know, he was the architect of the near prime product that we, we see a number of non-banks use today. He, he invented that. He came up with that, which is just, you know, we hadn't seen much mortgage innovation in this industry. He's a real innovator. And we then started an asset finance business, which is a significantly um, large business today. So we um, do a, a large amount of asset finance business. We. Uh, about 18 months ago, started a commercial business and we brought Mel Withers in. Mel's very well mm-hmm. known to a lot of people. Um, and he is now running a commercial business, which is going from strength to strength. Uh, and then you're right, yeah, we looked in, we, we, we were approached by a number of advisors in New Zealand. A, a broker is, is called an advisor in New Zealand. We, we, we were approached by a number of advisors to say there's a real lack of competition in the non-bank space in New Zealand. We've got players in the market, but that's benign. We sort of mm-hmm. just do, they just sort of do what they do and there's no one changing the game. Um, yep. And so we went over and investigated the opportunity. You know, we're big about there might be a gap in the market, but is there a market within that gap? Um, and so we went in there just over 12 months ago. We partnered with um, a good friend of mine, Brad Wood, who, 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 who uh, owns Astute. He has a business in New Zealand. We partnered with him with a white label product and then about six months later, we rolled our retail product out over there as well. Wow, that's awesome. So uh, is this uh, in any way sort of, um, uh, I suppose you call it strategizing for later on to go uh, to work from New Zealand? Oh, that's what Mario said. He said, he said to me, do you just, did you just do this so you could get to see your mum and dad more? I said, no, I'm doing it to get an all-black sponsorship, but he, 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 hasn't, he, hasn't, awesome. he hasn't signed that up yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be amazing to see. That would Pepper be my greatest achievement, yeah. getting the, watching the All Blacks run out with Pepper across the front of their jumper. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'll, I'll look forward to where that happens, and I'll, I'll ask if you can get me a, you know, a free ticket to yeah. one of the games. Um, all right, so back back, back to, um, I suppose, proper talk. Um, so Pe- you, you guys have done something pretty, you know, freaking amazing in the last couple of weeks. 
um, we all know that we're in a pandemic right now, but you guys managed to uh, get some securitization done up to about is it one one billion dollars? Yeah, we've done a couple of securitization deals in the last three months. We have a wonderful treasury team led by a guy called Andrew Twyford, um, mm. and you know we are very very well known for issuing good quality securitization in in the marketplace. We um, are one of, if not the largest provider of securitization paper in the market. And, mm. you know, we write very, very good quality business um, that is, you know, really um, well respected by the investors and the ratings agencies. And so, yep, the Treasury team, as you say, were able to get away a billion dollars very mm. recently. And, um, you know, we were very pleased with that. So, so this, this next question goes to me and, and sort of, I suppose, what, what, how do you see the lending landscape? Because Obviously, you got number one the the appetite from the investors and seeing the potential business that you guys can do and the potential you know obviously um, business that is out there. That's why you're able to to, to get uh, that sort of securitization done, right? So I'm guessing from your point of view, the the future is looking good. Uh, look, I think the the lending landscape. Do you, do you mean for brokers or just as a whole? Um, I, I suppose both. So that's two questions. So one as a whole, and then one and another for brokers. So what do you see? Because you you, you do the the retail arm too, right? So yeah. So so well, I, yeah. I think that um, I think that the market is going to continue to be buoyant. Um, mm. I, I think that what the pandemic has forced, which goes into the into the broker space as well, is every family. I would think has looked at their budget and has looked at their spending and has looked at, you know, how and do a bit of a health check on their finances, whether that be the electricity bill, how many, you know, uh, Netflix uh, subscriptions and all that and, and their mortgage, <laughs> yep. right? And what we're seeing at the mm. moment, as you would know, is there's a big shift to refinance in the market, right? And mm. so, you know, there's a view that, that there's a lot of that front end. And so what we may see in the coming months is a, is a slowdown of recop fire because it's all being front-ended into the time period where people are just reviewing their budgets because they're at home a hell of a lot more than they were in the past. And so, mm. but from a purchase point of view, you saw the clearance rates last weekend into the 70s, mid-70s, uh, and, and, and have climbed largely week on week, um, you know, for the past few. So, you know, there's more properties out there, prices are holding, you know, certainly in the areas that I travel around, you know, house prices are, are not only holding, but, you know, at auction, they're, they're well over what the estimates were. And so when I talk to aggregators and when I talk to to brokers and I talk to real estate agents, there's certainly a, a high level of positivity out there at the moment. And so, you know, that, that that's very positive. And from a broker point of view, I I don't think there's been a better time to be a broker, if I'm honest with you. Yep. I think, you know, this, there's never been a better time. You know, we have people out there at the moment that need help um, mm. because they've either, you know, had some financial constraints this year because, you know, they've had to be stood down or they've been on JobKeeper or, you know, they've taken pay cuts within their organization. And so everybody has had to look at their finances to see how they can get through this period. And the, the person that can help them is a broker because they're bloody good at what they do. They can help a customer really get into a much better position than possibly they are now. And they've, you know, they've got a whole lot of lenders at their fingertips to ensure that that customer and that family is in the best possible place. And, you know, I'm obviously a massive fan of, of broking in the industry. I'm heavily involved in, in, in a lot of facets of it because I just genuinely believe 
that brokers are best placed to help help families and that's ultimately what I'm in it for. Absolutely. And then also with regards to diversification as well, the broker can do more than just a mortgage, uh, just as what you guys are doing. So asset finance. Yeah, I think it's whole a wallet. You know, I think that, Mm. you know, when you're a broker, you need to look across, you know, the spectrum of of the wallet to say, okay, well, you know, how can I help this customer on the whole? Because that's what more and more brokers are doing. If you're just a broker today that's simply transacting a residential mortgage and not Mm. looking at the you know looking at the whole of wallet or the needs of that family that sit outside of that then potentially you're going to be losing some opportunities there and that customer ultimately absolutely well mate thank you so much for taking your time to have a chat today uh really looking forward to having the uh the pepper logo on the all blacks jersey um Uh, just just to let you know, your your beanie served me very well during the uh, the uh, nice. the pandemic yep. because uh, you know I, I couldn't go to to get my haircut and it was cold, so <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Very good. Uh, but but uh, no, again, thank you for your time, mate. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up soon when we're allowed to travel. Yeah, thanks again. Lovely to speak to you.